Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. And welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. Today, we're going to talk about boldness and how to land that next job more quickly. Boldness is a topic I'm really excited to dive into, and this is so key for us job seekers. And if you want to get ahead in your career, if you want that promotion, and if you want to land that next job, then you want to feel good doing it. I believe that boldness will get us there. Today, I brought on Fred Joyle, a number one Amazon best-selling author, speaker, entrepreneur, and business advisor. Along with a lucrative career in advising, advertising, and marketing, Fred co-founded the most successful dentist referral service in the country, 1-800-DENTIST, where he created an exceptional culture for his 250 employees. Fred has written two books on marketing for his industry and has now published his third book, Super Bold, teaching a systematic way to cultivate the superpower of boldness. Fred once beat Sir Richard Branson in a game of chess and was also a question on Jeopardy. He is an avid cyclist, a below average tennis player, and an even worse golfer, according to his bio. So as you can see, Fred's going to be amazing. I'm excited to dive into this topic. And this episode is really going to help you if you are needing some boldness and some spice in your job search. Without further ado, this is episode 248 of the Career Warrior Podcast. Fred, welcome to the show. Great to be here, Chris. Excited to talk to your people. I'm so excited to have you. And normally my questions are more career related as an opener, but I have to ask you what happened in the Sir Richard Branson chess match. Yeah, well, I was down on Necker Island, which is an island he owns and occasionally rents out to business people. And we were down there for a retreat and I ruptured my Achilles tendon playing tennis and I couldn't leave the island for the next few days. And Richard, who hangs around the island, he, he saw that this happened to me and he came up and said, oh, this is such a bother that this has happened. Do you play chess? Now, I know he plays chess all the time, and I hadn't played much at all in, in years. I see this opportunity, and I go, yes, I play chess. <laughs> and so he tells somebody, bring a chess board, because I'm sort of trapped on this couch. He sits down with me. We play the first game, and I play a fairly unorthodox game, because I'm not formally trained. And mm -hmm. I beat him, and he calls me, you know, a which is, you know, the British, that's not as much as is not a yeah. vile thing to say. And that's the, one of the worst words in the English language. But over there, <laughs> not a big deal. Not a big deal at all. Like only in bars, they call it to. So he immediately oh. sets the bar, the board up to play another game. And I never won again because he realized he had to pay attention <laughs> and try to figure out what the heck I was doing. But because of it, we started talking politics and we got really engaged in that. And then at dinner, we would have these dinners with 30 people. And he would always say, sit, sit across from me, sit across from yeah. me because he wanted to talk. Because what happens is people make this mistake with a really famous person is they conduct an interview with them. They ask them, like, how did you do this? And or could you help me with my business or worse? They they ask him for money. Right. right. Which is and he's there to just relaxing, enjoying the company. And so 
he saw that I knew how to behave and treat him like a regular yeah. human being and not turn it into, you know, like, oh, I need to make a connection with, with Sir Richard and get something from him and, and then brag about the advice I got from him and maybe he'll yeah. back my company and stuff like that. Yeah. And so we had just, a, you know, a really good exchange. I saw him again a couple of years later on the island and, you know, we just have a, a nice interaction. He's a man I admire completely as a business person because totally. he's so generous and he also is so playful and puts family first, you know, which is, you know, a lot of guys let business ruin their family and he's never done that. His two, his son and his daughter run the giant Virgin Unite charity that basically has events all year long. So that's the story with me and Richard. That's an amazing opening story. And, you know, you didn't mean it, but or perhaps you did. But what a great segue to the topic of boldness. It's like you've met these famous people before you've interacted with them boldly. And I think for many of us who are in our job search and our careers, we struggle with living authentically and living the way that we want to. And so I know for me in, in my situation, I've had moments of pure boldness where I've been able to express myself and to live authentically and what we're going to get into, but moments when I've been sheepish and moments where I haven't been able to truly put my best foot forward. So in a second, I'm going to have us explore or I'm going to ask you really what your definition of boldness is. But first, can you just tell us for us job seekers and those in our careers, what does boldness look like in our careers? What does career advancement look like when we have boldness versus when we don't have boldness? When you are bold, when you you can be bold in any situation, a lot of boldness is about meeting the people you want to meet. It may be somebody that could tell you about what would be a good referral for your next career or a good business to move to or how to present yourself or what you need to learn. For example, when I get started in the advertising business, a general manager of an ad agency, I was like, I want to work here. I really love this place. And he says, I'm not hiring you, right? Because you don't know what you're doing. But this is the night school you need to go to for six months and learn how to write advertising and then you'll be in great shape. Well, six months later, I get the first interview, I get hired that I get and this begins my whole career, my whole life sprung from that moment of you know getting that job learning advertising, starting 1-800-DENTIST. Everything I learned in advertising, I brought to that business. And so meeting people who can help you, knowing how to approach somebody who is a mentor or a good connection and making that really work for yourself. It takes boldness to ask for a raise or to ask for a promotion. It takes boldness to say, this is the wrong company I'm working for. This is the wrong boss and go, I may be three months without income before I find the right job. It takes boldness to turn down jobs that you go, wow, the money's really good, but the culture's really wrong and, and the, it's the most money I've ever made. And it takes boldness to walk away. It takes boldness to give and get feedback, which is how you get better and how you help people get better. So the list goes on. Yeah. All right, Fred, I think you've done a fantastic job painting a picture of what my life can look like if I'm bold. But I want to hear about what the actual definition of boldness is. What am I actually doing 
on a daily basis if I'm a bold person? So a lot of people think confidence and boldness are the same thing. Confidence is is how you feel about yourself in any given moment. Boldness is taking that confidence and acting, going into action, doing stuff, saying stuff, trying stuff. That's what bold people do. Now, I thought boldness was something you were born with. I started off as an incredibly shy person growing up and it it took me years and years and years to work it out. But I realized that boldness could be learned because I observed what bold people were doing. And there's some really key things that anyone can do to build up their capability and expand their boldness muscle to whatever level they want to from wherever they are. I guarantee you that 95% of this audience is not as shy as I was. And, you know, and some people are confident in every situation, but when it matters, right? And then they don't act, right? And that's the big difference. So let me ask Fred, because you're inspiring us all. How shy were you? How bad was it? Because I had a pretty serious case of shyness to where it was a big deal for me to talk to someone and make a friend back when I was really young. But what are we talking about here? I mean, everybody else had to initiate. I mean, I couldn't ask a girl on a date. I couldn't even make a phone call. I didn't know how to do basic social interaction. I was passive. If somebody was asking me questions, I would answer and stuff like that. I was a really good friend to a very small group of people. But after that, I was done for. And then it it hung me up in jobs. I was working for this machine shop, right? And the, and the owner said, I think you'll be great as a salesperson. You got, you know, you speak so well. So he gives me an office and a phone and he says, start calling people on this list and see if they want to use us to manufacture their products. I couldn't make one phone call. I was done back in the machine shop. I've been there before. Yeah. And so now that the irony is I eventually developed a business based on a phone number. So <laughs> we had to beat the streets to find our first 18 dentist customers. You know, it took us six months and it was door to door. It was like it was the ultimate in sales yeah. rejection experience. Yeah. And you just develop the boldness muscle to do it. Yeah. And I asked this always of my podcast guests because you've clearly done it. You know, you've clearly come a really long way. And so for people who are giving themselves excuses right now, like I'm not that type of person, I can't be bold or that's just not who I am. If you want this from your life, you can definitely affect this sort of change. So I think that's amazing. And I love what you say about, you know, boldness is confidence in action. I think it really does start with confidence. I think that makes a lot of sense. And the other thing that we talked about in our last call was your analogy, which is it's boldness being action. Really, at the end of the day, you're just putting out reps, you're doing curls, you're just putting in the repetitions. So wanted to see if you can elaborate a little bit more on that analogy and talk about what those curls look like. Well, so my book is about how to cultivate this superpower of boldness by using a series of exercises that start very simply, very basically at a, at a level that you can handle yeah. and to build yourself up and up and up and move you into your discomfort zone gradually as you get stronger and stronger and in ways that are actually harmless, that you know are harmless. There's no actual risk to it because you're not worried about the outcome. Yeah. So that when it, the outcome does matter, 
you've got the muscle and you can step up and speak up and be relaxed and energetic and yourself rather than tongue-tied and shy. And I, I want to go back to when you said people will say, I'm not that way. I'm this, I'm that. It's like we love to get trapped in self-definitions, right? You are not shy. You act shy in certain situations. You are not underconfident all the time, just in certain situations. And that's a big difference. Stop defining yourself by what you sometimes do. It is not who you are. You're yeah. tall or you're short or you're blonde, you know, but those things you are. You are not shy. Okay. Let it go. Let stop defining yourself. So, but I want to go back to something you said. I, I I want to pick at this sort of. But you say boldness comes from confidence. But what if I'm not a confident person? Because confidence isn't about the action, right? It's more about feeling. It sounds like you're saying. Yeah. Part of when you do this, first of all, you got to think about the times when you were bold. And things flowed from it. Things happened. Maybe you met somebody you ended up going out with. Maybe you got that job. And then think also about the times you hesitated and missed stuff. That's what's going to drive you. What drove me was how angry I was at missed opportunities. And I went like, it was me. It wasn't anybody else or anything else that made me miss this opportunity. It's I didn't speak up. I didn't step up. And so you got to want to change this about yourself because it's going to take action and it's going to take being uncomfortable. But what's going to happen is you'll go, well, nothing really bad happened. I mean, I've got exercises all through the book. Like I said, you're doing curls. You're not doing it for an outcome. You're just exercising. Just like we bench press. What are the odds you need to get 250 pounds off your chest often? It's never, right, is the reality. It's you're building muscles. It's the same thing with boldness exercises, and it builds your confidence. But a lot of the book talks about what is this mindset? Why do we get trapped in other people's opinions? One of the things I recommend is, and I'm, let me ask you this, think about the people in your life whose opinion should matter to you on a scale of one to 10 should matter at a nine or a 10. How many people is that? If I could answer this in my own life, it's really just a few, very, very select few, a couple, maybe two, three. Yeah, that's the reality. And what we don't do is we give complete strangers a nine or a 10. We go, I'm, uh, people yeah. are going to laugh. I worry about yeah. what they're going to think. The reality is they should be, most of them should be a zero. Yeah. Some of them should be a one. Maybe somebody should be a seven. Maybe your sure. boss should be a seven or something like that. But when you take the time to just make that list and say, whose opinion should matter? And why am I worrying about everybody else's opinion? Oh my and that's gosh. what bold people don't do. They don't waste their energy on people who don't actually know who they are. And that's the reality. If somebody has a judgment or an opinion about you based on one moment, one thing you said or one thing you did, is that accurate? Can you learn everything about somebody from one Facebook post? I don't think so. So why would you take it on? The, the bold people don't take it on. And it's a process of going, I am constant, consciously letting go. I'm saying, screw them, screw this. I am moving on. I'm chasing my dream. And that's what this is all about, chasing your dreams. Because your dreams decay because you don't get to them. It's Wonderful. not because, you know, right. life, life came on you. You didn't get to them. You didn't step up. Right. Absolutely. 
And so I loved your answer to this when I asked you during our call earlier, because I thought it brought so much insight to the table. But I'll play devil's advocate here again and say, aren't there times that I should not be bold? Shouldn't I be cautious about when I choose to be bold because I can definitely mess this up? Well, and of course, this is when I talk about boldness. It's not about physical boldness. It is more about interpersonal boldness. Like I'm not saying start base jumping. I'm not saying if you've never skydived, put on a squirrel suit and just go jump off a cliff and see how it goes. Right. You're going to die. <laughs> right. That's not super dead. That's not super bold. OK, this is about doing what it takes to improve your life, to connect with people, to take those risks that make you have greater impact so that at the end of your life, you don't have regrets because what you're going to regret at the end is all the things you didn't say, you didn't do, and you didn't try. All the things you bungled and you might have been embarrassed, people laughed at, you're gonna, they'll be forgiven or forgotten or washed away by the passage of time. What's going to gnaw at you is those things that you didn't get to. And another amazing thing that you said earlier was the point of your boldness shouldn't be to get ahead of somebody or to get on top of somebody. So if you could elaborate just a little bit more about like what kind of mindset I should be coming from when I'm displaying these bold behaviors or just changing who I am, but what should I be focused on instead of trying to get above or ahead of people? Yeah, well, this is really incorporates the law of attraction, the mindset of abundance and the belief that everybody can win, but that there is opportunity out there. You want people to see the full you. Why are you depriving them of everything that you are by your shyness, by your hesitance? And it's not about, you know, getting above somebody or getting around somebody so that you can beat them. I mean, you want to be competitive and it takes boldness to be competitive and, you know, be determined to win. But you don't, this isn't about crushing people. This is as much about making everyone you meet feel good or better about themselves. And that takes boldness too. And, and, and also to be able to give candid feedback and still have the person feel better about themselves because you came from a position of actually caring about them. And that takes boldness, too, to say, no, no, I'm doing this because I'm really interested in you being better. So I'm going to tell you exactly where you're off course here. And I may be wrong, but I'm going to offer this to you because I care about you rather than you need to fix this because when you do this, people think you're obnoxious, blah, blah, blah. That's not helping anybody. That's just you puking. There's nothing bold about that. That's reactive. Boldness is like you're trying to make the world a better place. I'm trying to create millions of bold people because we got big problems. I want people bold enough to try to solve climate change yeah. and homelessness yes. and you know yes. and poverty and things like that. Exactly. We need those are big problems that take, you know, somebody's gonna say, I think I can solve that. I think I can yeah. make a dent in that with my life. That's who yeah. I want to help create. That mission. Fred is exactly what I'm talking about, because when it comes from that vision or that purpose as the reason why I'm acting bold, then I think it just becomes so much easier to do it versus if I'm just being bold because I want my ego to be satisfied or if I want people to like me or I want to get approval, then it comes from a such a bad place that makes it to where it's not going to work. I know it won't for me. So you're talking about real social change here. You're talking about improving the people around us. And so I think when we come from that mindset, then 
being bold just becomes natural when we put it into practice. It's the sweet option. So yeah, it's how are you creating a better life and a better world? And because of that, having a truly fulfilling life. Yeah. I mean, your boldness may mean, look, I am not even going to try to get rich. What's important to me is I want to be the best high school teacher I can be. I yeah. want to be the best dad I can be. I'm going to do what it takes to be that for my son and daughter. Or, you know, I'm going to be the best airline pilot. But, you know, it takes boldness to choose a career that is going to challenge you all the time. That is not a safe place to go because you know what happens? 10 years go by. I'm 67. Okay. I have watched decades go by in an instant at this point. What you think, a lot of times you think in your 20s or 30s, I got tons of runway. You don't. Okay. When you vaporize your high energy years, coasting, taking it easier on yourself, not challenging yourself, going, I'll get to it. You won't get to it. When you're talking about your career, your career should be steadily moving you towards the greatest impact, the most fulfillment, the most satisfaction, the most achievement. And that you got to be bold every inch of the way. Preach it. I love that. Thank you so much, Fred. And for the next five to 10 minutes, I do want to pivot to implications for job seekers and what boldness really means. But let's say I'm trying to make some sort of transition, whether it's moving on up, getting a promotion or just applying to a job that I've never done before. What advice do you have for job seekers when it comes to boldness? Because I put the topic, get the job faster than you think. And I want to hear more about how you think that's possible. I've hired hundreds of people at this point in my life. I want to hire somebody who is one, let's talk about, and you, I'm sure you talk about this plenty, do the research on the business before you go in so that you can ask intelligent questions and to show one that you're interested in the business and you're passionate about doing a great job bringing value. I just want somebody who's going to bring as much value as possible to my business. That's what's going to determine how much I'm going to pay her is if she's saying, no, I think I can affect this. And I, I love how you're doing this, but I think it could be better if, if you did it this way. And I have a lot of experience doing this. And all of that, when you walk into an interview and you're shy, or when you walk into an interview that's like a mid-range of what you can hit rather than the top level of what you can do, you need to dive into the deep end of the pool as much as possible and figure out how to swim laps in that end of the pool because that's how you're going to get better. So you need to project. The title of my book is From Underconfident to Charismatic in 90 Days. Charismatic means that you radiate your boldness and confidence. So that people pick up on it. And when you walk into the room, you radiate, I belong in this room. I belong in this business. That is a life skill, an energetic skill that you develop by cultivating your boldness. You will get the job because you will give them the full you. You won't be holding back. You won't be shy. You won't be hesitant. You won't be underconfident. I don't want to hire anybody who's underconfident. I'm going to put them on the phone. I'm going to put them on the street. I'm going to put them in front of a team. I'm going to do all of those things. I need to know that you're completely confident and willing to make bold moves and bold enough to give them feedback and me feedback. Yeah, absolutely. And we have a lot of job seekers who I'm sure are listening right now who have an interview coming up or they are looking to 
just connect with somebody who might be able to get them a job. Let's say I'm put on the spot and asked the question, you know, tell me why you're going to be a good fit for my company, which a lot of people get asked, what mindset should I come from and, and what does boldness look like in action? So that mindset is I can have an impact because I've done some of this stuff before. I'm really excited. I'm a learner and I'm an unlearner. I'm willing to abandon stuff that doesn't make it, that hasn't, doesn't serve me anymore, even though it worked for a long time. I'm not a thank God it's Friday guy. I'm a thank God it's Monday guy because I want to get in here and do stuff. And I want to add to this culture. I want to bring this culture up by my presence, not just merge into it. Those are the kind of things that you can say that have nothing to do with the, the role you're going to play, you should have talked about that and you should be prepared to talk about that in detail. You're going to sell yourself with the emotion of your passion and your confidence and showing them that you're bold enough to do whatever it takes. And that's what yeah. you're going to say. You're going to say, I'm the guy or the gal that does whatever it takes to get the job done. When you tell me to get it done, I figure out how to get it done. Right. That's, and that's who I am. That's key, not just for career changers. That's key for, I think, anyone, because if I'm hiring somebody, you definitely want to see somebody who's going to put the effort and the care and the learning thing you said, I think is just so important, too. So thanks for highlighting that as well. Before we close out here, one interesting thing that you brought up earlier that I thought was remarkable was that communication isn't just about putting my message out there or just communicating it in a certain way. It's about how the message is received. And I think that's so important when I think about all the times that I've communicated with my employees, the times that I've shown up to interviews, the time I've even done this podcast, but would love to hear you unpack what good communication means when I'm trying to socialize and I'm trying to put my best foot forward. If you think you've communicated, but they haven't grasped your meaning or understood you, you have actually not communicated just saying something the way you want to say it and that you think is perfectly articulate doesn't mean that they got it. They got it when they say it back to you like you meant it. And so that's all teaching, but that's all communication and what that takes. And I talk a lot about this in my book about how to communicate effectively, what not to do in certain situations like monologuing, like talking in an unbroken stream mm. so that the, the person never gets a sense of where you're going with this. Or is there a point to stop and ask a question? So many people do that. The thing is, the second you find yourself doing it, you need to stop and say, I'm really excited about this, but I wanted to ask you this and just ask a question, ask a deep question that they have to almost monologue to respond to you. And they'll go, oh, she's self-aware enough to know that she's talking a little bit too much about, but she's self-aware enough to stop herself. And then they go, then they, you know what they do? They start listening, right? Because they go, oh, this, this person actually is trying to communicate. It's not just trying to talk, you know? If you're talking more than you're listening, you're not interesting to anybody. It's an aphorism. It's the reason that people say it so much is it's true. Yeah. And get really good at questions, asking people, penetrating questions, not a yes or no. It's asking the right kind of question. It's asking a question that elicits a response and then resist the urge because the most important is the second question, which is. Can you tell me more about that? 
instead of going, oh, yeah, I understand that. And away you go on your side again. Right. right. Instead of saying something, say, tell me more. You'll be amazed at how many people think you're fascinating and you've told them nothing. You've just asked them about themselves. Exactly. I'll take that one step further because this reminds me of a past podcast episode in which somebody recommended that this should be done during an interview, which is unconventional advice because most people during interviews just they get asked the question and then they respond like in a quote unquote impressive way. But this person said that job seekers should get good at finding ways to spin that into a question. Maybe not every time because it would be too long of an interview probably, but to spin it to ask about the company or the person who is conducting the interview. So do you think that's a good idea or would you go against that advice? It's an interview is different than a social situation. I think you absolutely have to craft questions. I would ask, what's most important to you in an employee? Is it that they're punctual or that they're creative, for example? Have questions like that so that the guy goes, in this job, you got to be on time. Good. I feel the same way about my workday, too. I like to be on time. No, we don't care about your hours. You just have to be. We want you to be creative. Good, because sometimes I work really great starting at noontime. You know, that's my most creative time. Whatever. It's those kind of things. You're just trying to find out what matters to them. Ask something really personal, like what's disappointed you in the person in this last role? Because I want to know that now. It doesn't have to be all your questions, but think about how powerful that question that is, that you're curious about where somebody let this boss down. And, and you may find like, wow, I'm, I'm going to do that all the time. <laughs> I'm going to just say we should wrap this up because that's yeah. kind of who I am. So, Fred, thank you so much for bringing your flavor to this advice. We've done over 240 of these episodes. And what you've done is you've brought boldness to the job search and more than anyone else. So I think that's fantastic. Wanted to hear if you had any final words of advice for job seekers and especially when it comes to boldness. First of all, believe that boldness can be learned. If I can learn it, you can learn it because I've gone from the shyest guy in the world to a guy that can walk on a stage with 5,000 people on it and be completely comfortable and do a silly dance and invite people up on stage and do crazy stuff with them and know that 10% of the audience thinks I'm a show off, right? And the other 90% come away with my message. And so approach every situation in life like you belong there cultivate this boldness so that when you encounter those times in your life, when it really matters, when it's a job you really want, it's a promotion you really want, it's somebody you really want to meet, it's a eulogy you want to give to somebody, you summon that boldness and you act so that you live a life where you played full out from start to finish. Love that. I love that. Well, Fred, you've personally inspired me to move forward with boldness. As I said, this is something that I want to work on and um, you cannot have come at a better time to do this episode. So thank you for that. And, and would love to hear from you about Super Bold. Why did you read the book and what are some things that listeners can take away from this book? Yeah. So I wrote this because I started to meet people who were saying like, how did you change? Because you're not, you weren't like this. And I said, I figured it out. And, and eventually I figured out how I did it and how to compress that learning into exercises, changing your mindset and then doing exercises. And so 
you can get the book on Amazon and it's me reading it. If you if you listen to, to the audiobook or you read the Kindle, there's a hardcover version. If you read the digital version, I want you to go to my website, fredjoyle.com, download the exercise PDF and the journal PDF because you're going to want physical copies of that. You can also download the first chapter of my book on fredjoyle.com as well. And then eventually I want people to tell me what it's done for them and how it's changed them and what exercises they came up with that they tried and what happened. I want to hear all that because I want to feed that back out to people. I want to keep giving people all sorts of new exercises to do. We didn't get into the kind of exercises that you'll be doing, but they're fun and challenging. They work you up gradually. Awesome. Well, Fred, thank you so much for joining us on the Career Warrior Podcast. I really enjoyed this episode and I believe we've changed some lives here. So thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Chris. Perfect. Now, listeners, this concludes episode 248 of the Career Warrior podcast. As I said, really enjoyed doing this one. And of course, for you listeners, make sure to stop whatever you're doing. So don't jog or drive when you check out the links here. I will link everything within the description of this podcast, including Fred's book and including his website and other resources that can be useful for you. I would also love to hear from you, as I always do, tag both of us on LinkedIn and on social and let us know what you thought about this episode. Connect with us because I think it's really important to get that feedback. And just in general, that's one of my favorite things is interacting with listeners. So reach out to us, be bold, be brave, and I look forward to hearing from you. Listeners, this concludes episode 248 of the Career Warrior Podcast. I'll see you next week. Career Warrior Podcast. And for more on your job search, please make sure to check out Let's Eat Grandma's website at letseatgrandma.com forward slash CWP. That's where you can find her blog, attend job seeker events, and learn more about her awesome resume services. Let me just say, I'm happy you're subscribed on Apple or Spotify, but you are missing out if you haven't seen the additional resources on our website. Once again, that's letseatgrandma.com forward slash CWP. And please don't forget to leave a review. The support from my fellow warriors is what will help me get noticed and what will help the algorithm so other job seekers can discover us too. I promise I read all the reviews and you will just make my day. That's all. I'll see you next episode this Monday morning. 